Oh, you need some levels there. If you're not He's all right. in it for love. Do, 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 do. There comes a time when you have to take off your kitty pants and put on your dad pants. with you sure is more than happy to use this time to talk to one another talking's good talking to one another really uh well it's it's an exchange of ideas isn't it it feels like we've both put on podcast npr voices is that a bad thing no all right i think it's a good thing all right well you're gonna have a baby soon thank you you don't have to thank me it's just a fact it's just something that's happening yeah. I don't know if I like Radio Voice Monty because no, he's got sorry, no, I'll go back to Radio Voice. He's got voice. no energy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty low. I, I'll, I'll tap back into the coffee energy. Okay. <laughs> I'll be good. So the pregnancy phase, right? Yeah. Tell us how that's been for you because you're about ooh, three weeks. Three weeks away. Um, why don't I give you a rundown of how the pregnancy's gone so far? Okay. Oh, there's highlights? Yeah, there's highlights, lowlights, things to remember, that kind of thing. So I think we've talked about this before, but I found out, and that was a fun experience, finding out, because it was kind of a shock, but also it's that thing that I kept saying it was a shock, and then my friends would say, were you trying to get pregnant? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, why was it a shock? Yeah. And it was like, well, it's still shocking for some reason. <laughs> the first trimester was, uh, I wanted to say trying, but that's I'm using too many tries there. It was it was hard. It was it was. Um, I think we're lucky. Not we're lucky being men, but we're men, so we can't understand what's going on there. But it must be such amazing body changes in the beginning, sending all your energy to growing a human in in your belly. So that must have been hard. So there was a bit of a bit of vomiting, not much. Lindsay, my wife, got morning sickness bizarrely in the afternoon. So her hers always came on when she got home from work pre dinner. Then we had some incidents with food. Um, she had a particular chicken noodle salad I made that put her right off chicken. Mm. And also she had a thing where she was happy to eat but would never want me to talk about food. Even if it was something that she was happy to eat from day to day, if you mention it out of mealtimes, Exam- that's a problem. Example, we're sitting on the couch watching a show. It's, you know, midday Saturday. I say, hey, I think I'm going to cook your favourite salmon tonight. She goes i got to go, goes to the bathroom, throws up, comes oh, back. Oh, really? What the hell? She says, never mention food again to me. I'll eat it, but don't mention it. So she's got to be mentally prepared for the meal. Well, I think she doesn't want to mentally prep. That's the thing. I think she was more like, I want to right. go in blind. Get caught <laughs> Just, by surprise yeah, by a yeah, meal. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that happened. And then we hit trimester two. And that was that was relief of all sorts. Everything got a lot better during trimester two. It was, you know, she's dancing around going, wow, how good is this? Mm. And that was all shut down by trimester three, which um, goes back to that kind of just feeling sick. A lot heavier. You know, there's a human in there now that, that's moving around, which in itself must be pretty weird. Yeah. And just, just a lot of lethargy, feeling very tired, just kind of like not not doing well kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that sounds like a standard yeah. Yeah. pregnancy. Not much period. deviation from what appears to be the standard. And then we're to here where we are where she's kind of uncomfortable but, you know, not doing terribly and feeling pretty positive about the whole thing. And how did you find birthing classes? 
Now, I've spent the last couple of weekends doing birthing classes. So we opted to go with a thing called hypnobirthing. Um, which when I first heard it, I was, I was, you know, picturing swirling discs and, and swinging watches lava and that kind of thing, lava lamps, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not that. It's just a, it's your traditional kind of birthing classes, but also with a focus on good mental preparation, that kind of thing, and just knowing how to get into a comfortable spot and kind of working through your issues. Sorry, is that physically or mentally? You're talking about getting mentally, into a comfortable mentally spot. Mentally, getting into a comfortable okay, spot yeah. mentally so that right. you're, you can override your physical sensations. Okay. I really enjoyed the birthing classes. I didn't think I would. And there happened to be another Canadian in the birthing classes, a, a couple of Canadians, which was kind of oh, odd. Okay. There was only three couples and another one was Canadian. So that was... It's getting close, eh? Inter- yeah, there was a lot of a boot and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, let me think of some good tactics I, I learned. There's a bit of like, we learned a little bit of like light touch massage for Linz for me to give her like a little bit of a back rub while she's in her labor mm. um, to kind of get her, her mind off things. And mm-hmm. that seemed to be working well. We watched a lot of birth videos. I found a couple of interesting things. I cry watching every birth video. I couldn't stop myself from tearing up every birth video. What, every time? Every time. How many did you watch? About six. Okay. And then here, you'll like this one. This one was great. We were watching the last one, and the lady who was running the course puts it on, goes off to do her thing, and then runs back in and pauses and says, uh, wait, let me just tell you something about this. Babies don't usually shoot out that fast. (laughs) And I was like... All right, what are we going for here? <laughs> so I was waiting for it, and it did. It, it shot out like a pinball. Like it just kind of there's bit of head, bit of head, then whoop, okay. like the whole thing came out. Were the kind of hands ready for catching or not? That one, no, there wasn't really. Which that worried me too. That's so something what, I've gotten was, into. That kind of it was just a splat, was it? Just a, onto a towel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was kind of. Right. I worry about. Um, did it commando roll perchance? Uh, no, no. Okay. The, Lindsay wants to, if possible, have a water birth, which oh, yeah. led me to an interesting thing because they, they tell you until the baby arises from the water, <laughs> they do not need to breathe. <laughs> what, you don't like arises from the water? Um, Seems very dramatic, but go on. Um, once the ba- before the baby c- comes to the surface, yeah. it doesn't need air. It doesn't start breathing yet. It just still thinks it's inside. Yeah, and still getting everything it doesn't need. It gets oxygen from the blood from the... Um, which that's, maybe think, that's a clever baby. How long can that go? Yeah, I know. Could just keep it underwater. we underwater people? Yeah. <laughs> just never bring them up. Right? Never bring them up. Um, which brought me to another weird thing that I, it, it triggered something in my memory that I, I remember a science fiction book that I had heard of on a podcast, which was about a race of African people who lived under the sea who were... Formed with pregnant ladies on the slave ships to Africa, to, from Africa to America. What do you mean formed? Well, they jumped overboard. Oh, I see. And then lived in that. Just kind stayed of, there. Yeah. In the in, ocean. in the in using the concept that I was talking about. Okay. The science fiction got weirder. They built a spaceship somehow, but uh, uh, yeah. I, Why I would you know. need a spaceship if you're water people though? To escape the water. What's wrong with the? But you've chosen to live in the water. You've adapted to the water. I don't think they chose that. They were living in Africa, all fine, and then. Yeah, but presumably, they could have swum out of the water. Well, I don't think so because of what I just explained to you. They'd need to breathe water and uh, breathe regular air. I don't know the science of this. Okay, I don't know if right. it's possible. So what do you mean by 
Linz thinks she wants a water birth, it, or if she can, does that mean yeah. that Lindsay wants a word of water birth if she can? If so it's about when when the uh, baby's coming, whether there's a water birth station available. Is well, that what you mean? The hospital we're going has four birthing rooms. Three of them have um, water stations. Right. What stations? Water. Most people call it a bath. I call it a water station. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, it's it's less. It's they're like usually you have the option to do that. It's fine. It's just if there were any complications, you can't. Kind of thing. Yeah. If there's anything that requires a um, doctor to be involved, you can't. It's just the the because he has to hold his breath. I suppose to get down to get down there. That's funny. That's good. Yeah, I can picture that. A little snorkel. Well, that's a good case as any for having the water people that you never bring up because some of them can grow up to be doctors and they can... So you keep one person there living in the water forever yeah. that... Teach them medicine. Yeah, to send them through med school online. Specific. Well, yeah, online, I suppose. With but a waterproof computer. Or, or get some, you know, professors that you never take out of the water. Wow, so develop a whole... Whole society yeah, inside. It's a sizable the... bath at this point. Oh, it's not a bath. It's a water station. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about uh, about you know pregnancy birthing or classes? birthing classes, particularly or lead up to birth? Look, it's cliche, but we should talk about it. But like the first time you see a baby coming out of a woman, like I saw it on these videos, I'd watched mm. it a few before. It's pretty confronting. It's pretty full on. It's yeah. like that's like pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 When my son was born, I uh, he's was very disturbed by the amount of pressure on the head. That your son was concerned by the amount of pressure on his head. No, I started a sentence and then changed the sentence. Oh, okay. My, <laughs> I was concerned with the amount of pressure on the head because obviously oh, you it goes without saying yeah, that there's going to be pressure on the head, but just that you don't expect to see the effects of it so clearly. Yeah, what's that word called? Fontanelles. Fontanelles. Yeah. I think where so, your head gloops up. The, the best way I can describe what his head looked like was if you go to the supermarket in the little freezer or the fridgy freezer bit, you might be able to get like a packet of really cheap dim sims for like two bucks, like a big bulk bag. I don't know if I want to think about this. You know those really kind of crusty looking white dim sims that are oh, all creased up to yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's what you... Oh. That's what it looked like. That's a worry. Hmm. So it was concerning, but yeah, I think, yeah, I just needed a moment to go, oh, yeah, that's right. It's designed to kind of cope with that. Yeah. The, okay. the noggin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let, yeah. Let me tell you about a, a really interesting part of the birth class, though, which is one of the first things we did, too. We were given a little pack, and in the pack were two balloons, right? Mm. But I didn't touch the balloons for a while. But then she said, hold your balloons. Inside the balloons was a ping pong ball, okay? Right? Inside the balloon. So she said, blow up the balloon. You blow up the balloon. Eventually, it gets to a point where you don't need to tie the balloon. The ping pong ball's pressure stops anything coming out and the balloon stays. Right. So she was then talking about the different types of compressions, and there are horizontal and vertical compressions. And so she was showing if you push it just from the side like that, nothing happens. The baby doesn't come out. But if it elongates and you push from the bottom and then the top, and you push a bit and it pushes the ping pong ball out. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was crazy. So, oh, it's all about the uh, where they come, where the where the force is coming from. It's it's it was yeah it was used to demonstrate the two different types of compressions that uh, compressions uh, contractions that happen, yeah, okay. which muscles like there's two sets of muscles that do it. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, well we might leave it there. Yeah, I don't know if you should wink on an audio thing, but I yeah, just did. People won't know. Yeah. yeah. 
unleashed. It's the pants panel. Matt, Rich, and Ben. Dadness exudes from their very pores, along with a hell of a lot of craft beer laced sweat and spring roll oil. Fellas, how are you? What's news? The politeness, very polite. Everyone waiting for the other. I'll throw it at Rich. I'm very well, thank you, Stuart. How are you doing, sir? Look, I'm very good because I'm podcasting with pals. That's that's just beautiful, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing. It's it's lovely to hear everyone's voices again, I've got to say. And it's lovely to have Monty along with us. This is a wonderful adventure that he's embarking upon. And I'm sure that we can hopefully guide him. I'm sure that he will make his own mistakes. And I think you need to. But yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it's a it's a worth it's a noble pursuit that we're that we're going down the path of here. Thank you. A pursuit as old as time. And I uh, I like feeling like I potentially know a little bit about something to tell somebody else. It's not a feeling I have very often. So um, I'm going to ring it for all it's worth, really. Uh, Matt, you going well there, fella? Yeah, I'm going well, and just a just a. a agree with what Stu says it's nice to feel like an expert in a field uh considering i have two children out of the seven billion people on the planet mm. or or i thought you were going to say out of the seven that we go has and, <laughs> and counting properly but, well i was about to say look i'm i'm really i'm really happy to be here but i feel dumber for having four children you know so that's uh it was all building to this moment so that you had a 16 kind of year span between them to of, of expertise you know well to really figure it out but look i'm sure as we as we continue on you'll uh, you'll realize that i'm making making slight improvements at each, at each turn which is good Hey, hey, Wigo, I, I have a question quickly. You have four children? Correct. How old are their ages combined? <laughs> Great question, Monty. Give me a second. Matt, yeah, yeah, take a time. <laughs> 45. Wow. Would you quick. prefer to have the four children you have or one 45-year-old child? <laughs> well, that's a very... Uh, what a great question. Um, in terms of feeding well, them, probably? Well, in... The fact that my child would be three years older than me—that'd be fun. Would be well weird. I'd probably make some money on the circuit. Yeah, uh, my child's older than me. Circuit. (laughs) Bit of Jerry Springer action going on there. Well, usually that's a stepchild type type of thing, which is a. Can you have a stepchild older than you? Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose you can. Sorry, I don't know where that comes. That's it. Sorry, Monty. In your in your maths related, uh, uh, think about this problem when when uh, when my wife i think it was with our second child was in you know a six week checkup uh she ran into a woman who was 51 with a newborn now that meant that her daughter if i can get this right her daughter was younger than her granddaughter because she had a son who also had a small child so that means so oh, yeah. that child's aunt or uncle would be younger than them. Is Co- that right? correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Yes. What a world. Yes. Um, how, do you, how, how do you how do you buy gifts at Christmas? <laughs> for your auntie. Uh, for Wigo's older child. Is that what you mean? For... Well, exactly. We'd feel obliged to buy toys, but would that know, if if you did have a child older than you, would they buy you toys for Christmas? <laughs> 
I don't yeah, know where I'm going with you this. Could argue this is that. Not, I'm that's not getting fine. much info out of this. I'm sorry. That <laughs> no, no, that's okay. So Monty and I have been discussing the pregnancy period. Do you have any kind of insights on looking after a pregnant wife, fellas, that you can give to Monty? I think the only thing that I can say that was the most interesting part about the entire pregnancy process for me was that my wife finally farted in front of me. <laughs> and this was... And this was quite a long time coming. Like we'd, we'd been, I'd know, we'd known each other for a very long time. Hang, hang on, and the fart itself, or just be <laughs> quite a fart. I think both. I, well, I, I can only assume that she never farted, because I was with her often. We spent we spent many months travelling around Europe, and Vietnam together in close proximity, and there was nothing going on there. Even Vietnam. And then all of a sudden, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even, I was going to say even Vietnam. Europe, Europe, and Vietnam yeah. are very fart-heavy yeah. tourist destinations. Vietnamese coffee, surely. Salted meats yeah, in France. Coffee? Did you fart-heavy go to tourism. France? Yeah, yeah. Well, the majority of the time in France and Germany. <laughs> That's it. We were at Christmas markets in Germany. Nothing. Wow. So this was, and so finally, pregnancy hit, and. I experienced the joys of my uh, wife's backdoor trumpet, and it was it was marvelous. I felt like there was a great leveler in our relationship, and I think we've only uh, gotten stronger because of that. Is this story going to be vetoed? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know, but I just I just imagine Tony with a vuvuzela <laughs> attached to her buttocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to have that problem. Oh, good. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, problem. I don't know if it's a problem. It actually, sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah. But my wife, my uh, lovely wife, had two very distinct periods of pregnancy because she had hyperemesis with both pregnancies, which is where you vomit a lot. It's it's like basically hyper morning sickness. It's just all day sickness. Um, is that the one where I've heard? Is that an old wives' tale that means you have a child with a lot of hair? Yeah, I believe that is an old wives' tale. Um, but yes, she did it eventuate. No, 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 no. Both of them, oh. were, well, neither of them were particularly um, hairy, okay. rich. Um, it's was pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty hard going for her, especially the first time because we didn't really know about it at all and what to do because we just oh, it's morning sickness, and then oh my god, she's looking quite yellow and has lost six kilos and very unhealthy, and we're in hospital. Well, she was in hospital two or three times. Uh, and then the, by the third time, the doctor was like, look, I'm going to give you this drug that they give to um, cancer patients, which has got a great name. It's called Ondansetron. Uh, Ondansetron. Ooh, Ondansetron. I, I got some yeah. Ondansetron. Someone won an award name. for naming that. That for sure. I got cupboards full of Ondansetron <laughs> in my house. Hell yeah. one, one, of, one of the least bought Autobot toys. But... <laughs> That's very true. I thought it was more um, uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of thing, on Danzatron, on Dasher, on Oh, Monty, you're going to fit right in, buddy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so she, uh, so that was the first half was was trying to manage that, and with the second, when she was pregnant, second time, like she was able just to march straight to the doctor and said, "I need repeat scripts of this drug and whatever you say. I'm not going to listen. I need it." Uh, and he was like, yeah, cool. And then it was like $15 a pill and she was taking one a day um, for, you know, five months. And now, now it's um, on the 
whatever it is, the PBS. So it's, it's, it's yeah, like yes. twelve dollars yeah. or something like that a packet, which is you know she was part of that. She did a lot of campaigning to get it on the PBS even after right. we had the two kids. Oh, that's cool. Um, but but then after when when it subsided around twenty weeks, then then the like, I guess the replenishment came along and the eating phase really kicked in and that was a good time because her, <laughs> her nesting involved cooking. Like, it wasn't so much she nice. was just eating everything, but she, uh, yeah, was a, was just cooking and baking all the time and and she would eat and then, I, like, huge bowls of food and then I would be halfway through mine and she'd be in the cupboard looking for something else. Like, several times I had to say to her, like, put the cooking chocolate down, I'll go and get you some real chocolate. <laughs> Like, just good times. Wow. Put the cookie down. Yeah, no. That's right. <laughs> I was going to do that. No, <laughs> really? That's amazing. <laughs> Put the cooking chocolate down now. And that brings me to another point, guys. Did any of your uh, beautiful partners have any food-related things? That You know, that's a big trope as well. Did anyone eat any weird things or anything like that? I was telling Stu before about what my wife went through. Do you guys have any stories of that? Well, what was that, Monty? What did your What's your wife going through, or did she go through? Well, it was um, first trimester was a bit vomity, a bit hard. Second trimester was fine. Third trimester, it's looking like it's hard again. But during the first trimester, everything was fine until one night I cooked a chicken noodle salad for her, and it seemed mm. as if everything kicked in that night. But she could it 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 ruined chicken for her. For pretty much the entire pregnancy, she could not have chicken, and the concept of noodles and chicken together was—it it was instant vomit kind of thing. Even just yeah. hearing about it, mm. which I thought was kind of odd, because I always thought it was going to be weird foods that did that, but no, it was just mm. chicken. I can kind of get that. Even Oportos. <laughs> oh. She didn't like Oportos at the best of times, so I, I don't know what would have happened there. Weird. <laughs> totally. Yeah, She's Canadian. I, I don't know if that. Uh, what are they got? Are we sponsored by Oportos yet? What's going on? Come on, Oportos. Well, if what the tagline is like Oportos or get called weird, yep. um, then maybe, yeah. Wasn't that one of their advertising campaigns? So she had any cra- crazy poutine cravings or anything like that? Poutine? No, but she does get angrier about her dislike of Australian poutine during pregnancy. Oh, there are wow, very right. minimal restaurants that serve poutine here, but she tells me that they do it all wrong every time. That they suck. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Do you yeah, need a place to wonderful. serve poutine? Can't you just get some gravy and slop and put it in with some chips? This is what, this is what she's angry about, mate. <laughs> you, okay. How hard can it be? The slop portion? Yeah, so dismissive of poutine. Yeah, no, it's the cheese curds. They're very important. The curds. Cheese yep. curds. And the amount of gravy. We put too much. The quality mm. of the gravy. Ours is too dark and gravy-like, apparently. Okay. Which was a weird one. Ungravy up that gravy. <laughs> well, they they basically call anything with flour and stock as a gravy, essentially, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah, no yeah. Oh. Exactly, exactly. It's not so as it's just like a paste. Uh, essentially, yeah. Oh no, yeah. Well, it's just or any kind of glue. white sauce, any or yeah. any kind of any kind of thick sauce. So as I say, gravy and stock is mm. basically the two keys. But as long as you got those two, that's a gravy. Biscuits and gravy. It's fucking weird, right? Rather than making your wife upset at us talking about this, how did she how did she break the uh, spell of chicken? It's not broken, really. Oh, I thought it was. Sorry, Fair. Well, it it is somewhat broken, and she'll eat chicken. But no, no way would it be with a noodle dish, and it can't, it can't really resemble chicken, if you know what I mean. 
So like noodles a, by themselves, is that all right? Or is it strictly a chicken noodle mm, combination? Noodles by themselves are okay if she doesn't think about it too much. Like if all I right. can just hand her some noodles and she starts eating before you know it, they're gone and she hasn't thought about it. But if I were to say, would you like noodles? She'd say, oh, my God, don't bring that up. That, no, of course not. Mm. So she might just be done with noodles, full stop. Possible. <sighs> what about uh, sherbet cones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone remember yes. sherbet cones? Well, yes. remembered, Wiggins. I remember this. Yes, yes. Uh, the mother of my eldest would go through a pack Bloody or did. two of sherbet cones a day. Wow. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a real thing. Gestational like, was... diabetes? Was that a thing? <laughs> well, yeah, she only had one foot. but uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like Bert Newton. Yeah. Oh, oh, too a... soon. She was the early bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. I've been waiting for that. Sorry. Too soon. So yeah. I was doing, I was, like we talk about driving babies around and that sort of stuff, but I was actually driving around finding sherbet cones. Yeah. Uh, wow. So you go to a supermarket and buy them, buy a box. I I do remember she used to eat Deb too, which is just horrible. Deb. Deb. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. I haven't heard of Deb in a long. Not time. together. Jeez. Not together. But they would definitely be in in the abode. There would be wow. no Deb. Deb is like the- powdered. Mashed potato or something? Mashed potato. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. bad. Like Dehydrated gravy. mashed potato. Yeah, and she yeah. Would, yeah. <laughs> she would crave it, eat it, and then spew it every time. It's what they it's what they serve in nursing homes. Oh, right. I really eat. like the idea of your ex accidentally stumbling across this podcast one day. Yeah. And then just <laughs> hearing the sherbet cones and Deb getting bagged to shit. <laughs> I think it's, well, it's a pretty bad combination. Think about oh, that. It's a pretty bad combination. <laughs> Think about it. It's a terrible <laughs> combination. <laughs> yeah, Just awesome. dusting off my dab with some <laughs> sherbet. <laughs> what would you call powdered potatoes, Deb? Oh, so gross. You just hate yourself, don't you? Like, seriously, it's the worst name. Well, you I mean, can, you no can, offense to anyone out there called Deb, but you can <laughs> tell it's a terrible name for me. I don't potato. know if I know a decent Deb. No. <laughs> Bombshell. Um, <laughs> so I I was going to just say that Justine had a, a real uh, aversion to coffee. She wow. loves I'll, coffee. I'll second but, that one. That she, was a big one, yeah. But she could smell the, the chemicals in it. She could tell if it was just a like an instant coffee would, would be pretty uh, bad. But at yeah. the time, and this will show you how, like, how long ago it was, she was actually working in the Syrian embassy. Now, the Syrian embassy means... Everyone you work with is drinking the blackest, yeah. strongest yeah, coffee sure. yeah, 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 all yeah. day, every day. <laughs> so she really struggled. Wow. Yeah. It, w- it would have been better at the Syrian embassy back then than it is now. Well, you there think? is no Syrian embassy now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it had it, the payoff of the, of the coffee was when she, she left her job there. Um, two months before uh, she to have the, our first child and they gave her like six kilos of dates now that <laughs> tied in beautifully with her baking and so every day I'd come uh, home and she'd be like I made cake I made scones it was just yeah date heavy I I wouldn't be able to be trusted with six kilos of dates <laughs> oh, really? I would I would <laughs> go feral on that. I think there might have been more in this than you, you're thinking. I went to a birthing class with my wife this weekend and they said one of the things that can bring on um, uh, labour is dates. Huh. Six dates a day. 
Yeah, so it might have been oh, more kind not of six messy. kilos of dates a day though. <laughs> Mate, they got yeah. it all wrong. I got it. I made a mistake. <laughs> I read it wrong. Yeah. I thought yeah. um, are they also supposed to be good for uh, lactation as well. I believe. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I think that was part. I think it was I all a was part a big, of get it in yeah. there and yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, speaking of old wives' tales, completely off the track, but when when um, I, I don't know if what your partner's plans are to to breastfeed or anything like that, but the great old wives' tale is to have a stout beer every night. I I've, I heard that one this week too. Right. Yeah, Guinness. I'm going to get a case just yeah. for me. Well, but, you uh, could argue that you're trying <laughs> to be helpful. Justine's mum was like, "You need to have your." You need to have your stout beer. Have your stout beer, you'll and you'll be right. Babies. It'll relax you. What, so, what's the old wives' yeah. tale meant to say about stout beer? Sorry, it's it's to help. It's good for get the, your milk in you. Milk. Yeah, <laughs> relax. Get it in you. <laughs> Sorry, the old wives' tale is a stout beer. Get, get it in you. you. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was originally get it up. We're now you. also yeah. being sponsored yeah. by Guinness. Very easy Guinness slogan. Yeah. So yeah. she was drinking yeah. Sheaf Stout. Now I haven't seen it before or since. Wow, Sheaf. I remember Sheaf Stout. Yeah. I've, seen, yeah. I've seen posters and, for it. I haven't seen it in its drinkable so that form. Was, that was that uh, was, and by like day six or seven, she was calling it her sanity juice. That's what it was called. Oh wow. Okay. Right. So she was stinging for whatever time, five o'clock in the afternoon, to have a Sheaf yeah. Stout. Kid off its tits. Has but... there been a continuation of the Sheaf Stout? Yeah. Is that still on the menu? That's a good question. I, I might, I might get her some. If I can find some sheaf stout somewhere, I'll buy it this weekend and see what she says. I don't reckon she's had one since. I, it just made me think. We were just talking about old wives' tales. Maybe one episode soon, we should talk about old dads' tales. Is that is that a thing? Are there is are there there old husband rude? tales? Yeah, is that a thing? Well, we'll just take interesting ones and change them. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's what we do with women's stuff mostly. So yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Well, we're nearing the end of this episode, Monty. Did you have any other questions that you wanted to put to the panel about pregnancy generally or the pregnancy period? Um, no, but I, I suppose the thing I'm experiencing at the moment is it um, appears like nature's great crescendo. Like we are heading somewhere, and it seems to be getting constantly more unmanageable for her is this is there a break at the end or is this just it keeps going till there's a baby here it's hard to say i think there's a a few i don't know i can only speak from personal experience and i think that with um there was definitely a a pre pre pre-drop glow i suppose nice um, which went on uh, that was a good couple of weeks. That was with our first child. With our second child, there was none of that. It was actually the opposite. It was a very uh, steep descent into into a hell hellscape. So, and that kind of it was so. It's it's. It, I don't think there's any real rhyme or reason. As I say, the first one, there was definitely a few weeks of absolute euphoria, like mm. leading up to the actual uh, the birth. So where nothing was too much, everything was good. You know. Skin and hair. She was so. She was like, "Oh my god, my skin and hair have never looked this good." Great. Apparently, I've never really noticed. But anyway, there we go. Yeah, there was this real kind of. As I say, it was it was it was a euphoria, and it just kind of followed. It was that that pregnancy glow that you hear about, and we we kind of you know she she did really well throughout the pregnancy, but it was just in this the couple of weeks leading up to it was pretty incredible. It was a really kind of. She was just 
so happy within herself. Like, I don't know what it was. So Great. that was really interesting. So the hormones and everything had obviously gone through. But then as the second one, we, we she had almost like this really late onset morning sickness thing coming through oh. that was just like horrid. She couldn't, it was constantly tired, couldn't move. And this was in the kind of the two, three weeks leading up to the birth. So two very different experiences for, you know, for exactly the same person. So Flip a coin. Imagine wow. how horrible that See would what be happens. To, ha- to have to bend over with a baby in your tummy to vomit. Mm. Like that oh. would have been oh. so uncomfortable. I can't, oh, I can't even imagine. No. Monty, I have a question. I have a question, Monty. Go on. Does your wife like people touching her tummy? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, that. Um, she, oh, that brings up a good thing. So one thing I've been getting in trouble for a bit, which is quite interesting, is she'll say, look, look, when the baby's kicking, and I'll look over and the baby will no longer be kicking, and then I'll look back to what I'm doing, and then she'll say, look, it kicked again, you missed it, and I'll be in trouble for that. And it's like I can only sit there for so long looking at your stomach. <laughs> like, ah, and when I do sit there looking at your stomach, nothing happens. And mm. but no, back to your point. This is why we're here. <laughs> this is the this is the next few months of your life are going to be look at it, look at it, and you'll say, "Yep, there it is." And you go, "Look, but, look at but it." But I feel look like at, look at look at what it just did. It waved its hand. It moved its foot. It raised an eyebrow. It pooped. It did all this yeah. stuff, and you'll say. Look, yes, it it's is. breathing. Yeah. But to be fair, it's not obstructed by a, a layer of human flesh. Like, I'm fine to look at a baby. Like, that kind of makes more sense to me. Well, <laughs> you know, she's doing it, though. It's happening inside her stomach. So yeah. you need to be proud of her. She's doing that yeah. for you. Oh, I'm very, I'm, I, I am very proud. I love you it. You need I to put your head kick. on her stomach and just leave it there until the baby kicks you in the head. Absolutely. Well, I got in trouble doing that. She said, no, that's too much pressure. Oh, that's on, too much pressure. My stomach. Yeah, yeah. No, I quite liked doing that. And she was like, no, don't do that. But what I think it is, is that she's feeling a kick inside and you can't see it. And it's like, this is great, but I can't. What am I, what am I doing out here, man? Yeah. But I think that's it. I think that's as close to the appreciation for the fact that there is this almost alien life form growing mm. inside of her. Like, you know, yeah. this is something that Tony constantly referred to was the fact that she would have... You know, there's, there is this being growing inside me. How weird is this? Like, you know, trying to get someone else to appreciate that. And I don't think we can. I think that's kind no, of... No, we no. Can, we can, we can empathise as much as we can, but we can't really come to terms with that fact no. of what that must yeah, feel like. absolutely. And don't say that you do understand. That'll, that'll be a mistake. No, no. no exactly I learned right. that. I learned <laughs> now, that I, I know yeah. it's I know it's a dad pants thing, and we're talking about pregnant women here, but I don't really want to make women the focus, but I might. Um, Mum pants. <laughs> Monty, has your partner had any um, weird dreams about giving birth? Uh, it's quite common for women to have dreams of giving birth to an alien, like something not human or something... Okay, Ooh. two two stories I puppies. got there. Puppies, yeah, yeah, just weird alien creatures, all kinds. I of haven't had. She hasn't had any weird alien creature dreams yet, hmm. but we did have a dream of hers the other day where we. Um, well, <laughs> you'll understand why I say we in a second. We woke up in the morning on a Saturday, and she was dirty as at me. She was really upset with me because in the dream. Um, I had um, gone gone out drinking with my mates the first night the baby was a- alive, and she had left the baby with some people she didn't know, <laughs> but then got 
but then got home earlier than me and was angry that I had gone out later than her with people that weren't the baby and was genuinely upset with me most of the day. And I was like, this is dream Monty. I didn't do anything here. That was dream Monty. So that was the weirdest one. But then I had a very vivid dream the other night that we had the baby and then two more babies came yes, out right. and that they said, yeah, you had the traditional surprise twins behind the baby. This happens occasionally. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. It always beats the ultrasound. <laughs> yeah, right. They said the one front baby. In, in my, I was like, the front baby, this. I love it. Yeah, the front baby had, had uh, obscured the back babies. Yeah. And like, Show yeah. pony baby. I love it. It's like three stooges that are all standing behind the first one, like, oh, hiding behind him next to a fence. Well, look, it's oh, yeah, you that's how dream stuff, yeah. Seeing the front baby. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, no wonder you missed the two back babies. There you go. When she keeps saying, "Look at it," I should look because yeah. there's kids yeah. coming from all you know six directions. Yeah, yeah. The back babies. Uh, well, on that note, we'll wrap up this episode. Pants panel, you've done it again. Thank you very much for your help, Monty. I hope that you uh, feel like you know more. The volume more isn't important. Just slightly more is fine. Good night, everybody. Thanks for your time. Good night.